Good morning. You're listening to Table Talk with Greenwood First Assembly. I am Billy Carraway. Alongside me is our senior pastor, John Miller, and our children's pastor, Mindy Hoots. I had a hard time getting that out. I don't know why. And you are again listening to Table Talk. I'm the student pastor here. And John, Mindy, say hello to our guest. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Good. You're doing good today. It's a great day. Beautiful day outside. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The sun is shining. Birds are singing. Birds are singing. And Miss Molly, your toy poodle, is probably enjoying life right now. Yes, very much so. Molly enjoys life. Oh, that's great. We want to thank you guys for tuning in with us on this joyous occasion of something that is very different from what we are used to, and this would be a podcast. Pastor Miller, do you know anything about podcaster? I've never listened to a podcast, so I guess I don't know anything about them. <laughs> yeah. Mindy, what what about you? I'm the same. Never listened to one. Never, never listened to This is... I listen to podcasts... Almost every day, a lot of leadership podcasts, a lot of devotional podcasts, and it is insane how many podcasts are out there. Um, it's uh, you can almost find anything, you know, a podcast for any occasion of or or any situation that you're going through with life. And so, um, I think the the meaning behind us wanting to start a podcast was just to kind of give the people of our community and of our church just maybe a little bit deeper understanding of who we are and um, you as a pastor or you as a children's pastor and me as a, as a youth pastor and um, just kind of let them know, number one, that we are human also and we are, pastor, you are well seasoned in your age on, on this, uh, you know, pastoring position, but I'm sure there's days where it almost feels like day one, correct? Or That's correct. So we are, we, we are, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> We're excited to uh, just kind of see where this uh, is going to lead us into and just the next avenue for our church on this digital age. And um, digital age, that's something we've been talking about a lot recently, kind of in our staff meetings, Pastor Miller. And kind of what's your thought on the church right now going into this digital side? I think it's a great way to reach people. I guess that's obvious. And, you know, we're getting outside of the four walls of our church, which is good because, you know, I find people uh, drive by this church and we're on a main road and they don't even know the church is here. And so, you know, uh, a lot of people have uh, cell phones and they uh, they watch uh, all kinds of things and listen to all kinds of things on their cell phones. So I, I think it's a great idea. And that's the one thing that uh, this uh, COVID-19 has done for us. It's uh, got us outside of the box, shall I say, because we are now uh, live streaming on our Sunday services and uh, I think uh, we're going to plan to be, as you said, a podcast. We're going to try to do more of these things to let people know who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you you hit on something a minute ago. We're going to actually dive into here in just a little bit, but the uh, the COVID nineteen and I think all the churches in our community, all the churches nationwide right now, are really having to, um, if they're not kind of following this digital age, they are now having to kind of 
follow it. And some of us have been doing it a little bit. Some of us, it's very new. I say some of us, but some of the churches, this is very new. And um, that's all thanks to Mr. COVID-19. So, but yeah, we're going to dig into that here in a minute. What I want to do now is I really just want to introduce you guys to our audience. Maybe people know your name, but they don't know anything about you. So, Mr. Mister Pastor John Miller, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been the pastor here at Greenwood and maybe where you're from? I have, uh, my name is John Miller. I'm the pastor here. I'm 76 years old. And I have three children and nine grandchildren, and they're all serving the Lord. My son and his wife started their own church in Texas. My daughter and her husband also started their own church in Texas. And so, and my daughter Jody has been a worship leader, so they're all involved in ministry. All my grandchildren are saved, and I'm really excited about that. I have been at this church for 31 years in July as the pastor. And I'm originally from Kearney, Nebraska. That's where I was born. Uh, but I've uh, lived in Lincoln for a while. I've been married to my beautiful wife for 46 years, Tricia. And uh, we now have our, our daughter, uh, Molly. Uh, she is a dog, but uh, she's like a daughter. So, um, and we treat her like that, too. <laughs> that dog goes with us everywhere, believe it or not. So. Anyway, uh, it's, uh, that's basically... What I'm where I'm at now. How awesome was that? A big transition from Nebraska to Arkansas. Well, it wasn't quite as big of a transition because when I left uh, Nebraska, I went to Bible college for seven years. Uh, I think I'm the only student that went to a college for seven years. I do have a degree in Bible and I have a degree in music, and then from there, uh, I really didn't go back to Nebraska. I've been in ministry. For 46 years, oh, actually 47 years, so uh, I've been to a lot of different places. I've lived yeah. in New Mexico, and I've lived in, of course, I've lived in Arkansas. That's an obvious one. And uh, I've lived in Oklahoma. There's just been a lot of different places. And Lake yeah. Charles, Louisiana, I lived there and ministered there. So How awesome. And not only do you have the credentials of a, of a pastor, but you are also have the title of a veteran, too, correct? You are a veteran of the... United States Army, or yes, I went. I had my basic training at Fort Lawson. I mean, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. We called it Fort Lawson, the because it was Fort Lawson the Wood. <laughs> it was way out there in the middle of nowhere. But uh, yes, I spent some time in the in the army. Oh, how neat is that! And thank you, Pastor, for your service, and even for your service of uh, of just being a pastor all these years and staying faithful in ministry. I know. Some people get into ministry at an early age and just thinking it's going to be all just, I don't know, roses and daisies on up to the to the top. And I think you, as in your years of ministry, you can probably contest right now that that is just not the case in ministry. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You have to know that you're called, that's for sure. If you're going to be in the ministry, you have to know that this is what God wants you to do. Then you can do it. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be very difficult. Let me ask you this. What would you tell yourself right now, 76-year-old John Miller, what would you tell yourself uh, at 30 years old? Any advice that you'd give to your old self? Advice I give to my old self? Well, just like I said, uh, you know, we've always said make sure you're, you're, uh, you're called to what you're doing because um, I started out as a minister of music, and that's what I wanted to be for the rest of my life. I was a minister of music for 16 years. I went to large, in large churches, had 
big choirs and orchestra and all of that and did big productions. Uh, but then I was at a church where the uh, pastor left and they wanted me to be the interim pastor. Uh, I uh, thought to myself, that means I have to preach every week. Uh, I don't know if I like that idea. I said, well, okay, I decided to do that. Ended up being about nine months before they found the pastor. So uh, I, and then I went to another church and the uh, pastor had a heart attack and died and I became interim pastor again. So I said, I think the Lord's trying to tell me something. And so that's from that point where I ended up being a pastor. Oh, well, that is, yeah, you were kind of at that position where you, uh, God was like telling you that you were going to be a pastor. I think so. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor, for sharing, you know, your heart and a little bit about yourself. And I've learned some things along the way. I didn't even know you had a toy poodle named Molly. So that's uh, definitely new to me. That's new. She's been with us about uh, nine months. Oh, well. Well, sitting right next to Pastor Miller is our children's pastor, Mindy Foote. Mindy, what can you tell us about yourself? What kind of got you started at Greenwood First Assembly and in children's ministry? And um, I started coming here a little over nine years ago. Um, I worked with the girl that came here, and she uh, invited us, and we fell in love with the church. And then about six years ago, um, I started working with the kids, did the preschool class. And then I guess it's been just a few months since I've been the children's pastor. Um, I love the kids. I have three kids of my own. They're easy to get along with, to talk to, communicate. Awesome. I know, and you do a fantastic job. She handles my kids, and uh, my youngest son is just like Sonic the Hedgehog speed demon. So it's uh, if she can handle him on a Sunday morning, she can handle anything and we are blessed to have you and blessed to have you too, Pastor Miller. And I am Billy Carraway, and um, I'm the new guy on the block here, I guess you could say, right, Pastor? I, That's right. I, I guess you dug on the bottom of the barrel, and I was what was left, right? I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I started back in um, January, you know, January of this year, 2020, and um, we have been student pastors at another church. We were serving in, in Fort Smith. And we were there for a few years, and before that, we were um, on not on staff, but we were involved in ministry through worship, uh, the worship team. I've I've been actively involved in ministry. I would say, uh, realistically, probably since I was fifteen to maybe you know twenty, and then when I was in my early adulthood, I was actively in ministry and. Um, some Christian music groups and stuff, and really never thought that I would, kind of like you, Pastor, I I never thought I would be kind of taking this this venture onto, you know, leadership in a church, but God had dealt with us um, tremendously, me and my family, I'm I'm married with with three children, and, um, you know, just to step out, step out a little bit further, and that's what we did, He, he placed a calling on our life, and we followed it, and I will say that to those that are thinking about being or feeling the call into ministry to number one, don't run from it because I did run from it for a little while. <laughs> and uh, number two, but just pray and seek God about it. That prayer will change your outcome and your just outlook on the calling that you feel like God is calling you into, into positions that God is calling you into. And I know that 
God has placed us here for a reason. Um, I am. We are very happy here. This is an amazing facility. And again, Billy Carraway, the the student pastor here at Greenwood First Assembly. So what I want to do now, Pastor, is um, we are actually recording this on May sixth and of two thousand and twenty. And tomorrow, being May seventh, is National Day of Prayer. And so by the time we get this edited, National Day of Prayer will probably already have come and gone, but it's still important that we talk about it a little bit because, Pastor Miller, you have been the representative or the coordinator for National Day of Prayer for how many years? Over 25 years. So you have been, now is that for Sebastian County or just for Greenwood? Well, it's uh, actually for Greenwood. I mean, uh, they do have one in Fort Smith. They have a National Day of Prayer there. So, But we've always done one here at the courthouse, and we've always done it live. I mean, obviously, because and we uh, thought uh, we didn't know. I mean, probably we could have since Monday. They said that they would allow things like that, but uh, that was getting too close for us to be able to actually put it together, so we recorded it. And we went in and recorded it. There will be special music. There will be uh, a number of pastors and civic leaders who will be uh, praying for different things. So uh, I think it's I think it's going to work out well. Yeah, um, I I had the privilege of praying over the over the youth this year, and the very first time I've ever been uh, involved on a national day of prayer as a speaker. So I was very thrilled to be a part of that. Um, what is interesting about National Day of Prayer, as I was kind of doing my research on it, was how far back this date has actually went. I was not aware that this is something that we literally started in the 1700s. Am I correct on that, to say that? or uh, And just it continues year after year, you know, the National Day. Um, what are your... what? What is something that we can pray for, Pastor, on these National Days of, Day of Prayer? How how can we pray for our nation? What are what are ways that we can pray for it? One of the things that I I actually have a prayer in there, and the the prayer is for unity. I think that's what we need, and I think we have to understand it's not going to be the Democrats or the Republicans that's going to solve our problem. It's going to be the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's going to be the key. And you know. Unity is so important and as, uh, in the day and age in which we're living right now. I mean, we're very, we're called the United States of America, but in many ways we're the divided states of America. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we, we need to come together under one banner, and that would be the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, I think it's great here in Greenwood. Uh, I have good rapport with the other pastors, and we usually meet uh, once, a, uh, once a month for prayer, uh, several of us do, and it's, I think it's great. I think that's what we should be doing because uh, we're not competing with each other. There's plenty of people in Greenwood that need the Lord, so there's no competition here, and we, you know, certain churches can reach certain people. So Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree that the day and age of church competition has come and gone, and I'm so... I'm so thrilled to hear people like you that would even stand up and say stuff like that because, and that is one way I think, you know, that we can completely pray for our, our nation is, is to unify our churches, you know, and, Absolutely. and, and just walk, knock down the walls of denomination and just understand that we're all children of God here. Many, um, you know, anything about national day of prayer? Or have you ever been involved on it? I've never been involved. I've been a couple of times. Um, I think it's amazing that we can still do it, even all the changes that we've had in the past. I'm 
truly blessed that we still get to be a part, take part in that. Yeah, and I I think uh, even asking that question, how can we pray? You know, for National Day of Prayer, one perfect prayer would be uh, for our children, for the safety of our children. Right now, um, we're going to dig off into something here right now that's that, that we're right dead smack in the middle of, and that is this COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, we have um, been consumed by this. Everybody's life has been affected by this, and. Uh, all the churches have been affected by this also. I don't think there's one area of life that has not been affected by this COVID-19. And Pastor Miller, what, I guess the wording for this would be, have you ever seen anything like this before? And how do you feel biblically almost on this? What what can we say scripturally on this? I mean, you're a huge revelation uh end times prophecy kind of guy so i don't know what are your feelings on this on on what we're going through with this COVID 19 well you know there's uh the scripture says in romans 8 i think it is all things work together for good to them that love god and are the called according to his purpose and so it's sad to see all the people that have died i mean it's it makes you feel bad and you hate that it's happened uh, and yet, so the, the the good part that's coming out of it, I guess, is it's caused people to stay home. They're not running around, and I think it might cause people to reevaluate their life. You know, we can get so busy with life. We're running here and there, and got a ball game over here, and this and this. And there's no sports, so yeah. there's uh, you can't watch it. You can't go to the sports. You can't watch it on TV unless you want to watch the reruns. <laughs> we we watch the NFL draft uh, via <laughs> yeah online. So it's it's, it's causing people to you know you got more time on your hands. So now they, you know you need to stop and think about life. You know what's important? What's really important in life? Is it your family? Well, then you know people are spending more time with their families. Yeah. Of course, my families are are all up and are gone. I mean, I mean they come visit us, of course. So, but it causes you to think, you know, what is really important in life? Well, what needs to be important in life is your relationship to the Lord. And yeah. I, I think that it's caused people to stop and think about that. I mean, we don't have to run here and there, and we got more time to pray, more time to read the Bible. You know, more time yeah. to. Enjoy life. You know, as I always say, stop and smell the roses because you're so busy. Yeah. Um, how how do you guys think that this is, uh, is this affecting how our nation has received this COVID-19? Has this affected the way that we, I don't want to say it like this, but our churches? How how are we affecting the churches with, with what's going on? I mean, we see, of course, the, the online services going on, but do you think that the online services are going to be as grounded and rooted, you know, as, uh, as actually being in person? Is it something that, is it the new norm you think, or is this maybe just for a season? And then we, we come back to church as it was. And I don't know, is it, I'm just feeling, I don't know the right word for it, but it just feels that awkwardness right now for, for churches because we're, we're all dealing with this together. And this is really new for us. (laughs) I've, we, you've never dealt with the COVID-19 in your 76 years and the flu. I mean, we've all dealt with that pandemic. But I don't know, what are your guys' thoughts on, on how the church is handling it right now? Is it, could we be doing anything different? I guess maybe is what I'm asking. It's a worldwide epidemic is what it is. So it isn't, you know, like 
well, I can go over here and get out from underneath this. It's everywhere. It's worldwide. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I think we've talked about it before, but the fact that uh, I think we are in a digital age and um, we're able to reach more people. Uh, we heard the other day that there's somebody in Alabama listening to our uh, our services, and I'm going, wow, that's great. They happen to be a relative of somebody that's been here, but... Still, I mean, you know, there, there's much more wider, broader uh, a way to get the message out. And that's the reason I think it's, in, it's important that way. So I think, I think good's coming out of it in the, in the respect is that we need to go outside the four walls of the church to where the people are. Yeah. And that's how we do that. Yeah. Any input on it, Mindy? Or? Yeah, I feel the same way. But I also feel like the, the connection we have in church with your family your people who come to church it's a lot easier to if you have a problem to to know like i can call on someone but if we're just listening to a pastor on line you don't feel that connect with the members if we're all just watching it so like i feel like if the kids are having problems at home and i'm just having zoom meetings with them or they're just watching online like who do they talk to if if the issues with their parents or siblings, they can't, they don't feel like they can talk to anybody. So I feel where, yeah, we get to reach more people, but also let's get back to our full four walls so we can just get that connection back and in our comfort zone where kids can come and be themselves and talk about what they really want to talk to without their parents being there with them yeah. and being afraid. Absolutely. I, uh, uh, again, I think we've all had to um, <clears throat> kind of think outside the box here and uh, stretch our imaginations on creative ways to reach our, our you know, our, our kids, our, our ministries that we're involved in. And um, but it's it's a good thing. You know, I'm not looking at it in, in any kind of negative way because it kind of kickstarted something that we should have probably been doing. And uh, I know, at least for me, I need a little nudge, and this kind of nudged me to actually get more involved with it. And um, I see the COVID-19 pandemic, number one, not not necessarily, I better say this really, uh, you know, with the most sincere words, I see this as an opportunity for us as Christians and the church to represent what the church is about also because it was never about the four walls it was never about you know just everybody packing the church as as much as they could and then coming and hearing a message from pastor miller the church was the body it was the family and we're showing the world right now that without the four walls that we can still operate as a church and we can still represent the love of christ and I know many people are affected by this, and but I think for us as a church, though, too, this has been a really good thing for us. And um, I hope I'm not the only one that feels that way. But No, I didn't mean to say that um, this was, I didn't want to come across as we need to come back to church. Oh, no, no. I just feel like, you know, you feel like a family here. I, I want everybody to come to church. So if they can hear it online and they're getting the word, that's great, but when you come to church, you come when you come to a building and you get close to other people that you wouldn't if you were sitting at home watching or listening to a podcast. I love coming into a church house. You know, it's one of those feelings that I guess when you've been doing it almost your whole life, you just you you love coming to church and visiting the people. And um, 
Well, I'm just excited. I, <clears throat> I, I know when this is over, when we're we're in phase one right now of this of this, uh, I guess, reopening of our state in Arkansas. And I guess in phase two, maybe there will be some more restrictions that are not, you know, in place. But um, we are. We are here, you know, and we're we're all dealing with this together. And what a testimony we're going to have when this is all said and done. Yeah. So, with that, I'm going to. You guys have any, you know, final words before we we sign off here? Or? No. Well, hey, we've enjoyed this. We just uh, this is new for us. Um, again, that way out of our comfort zone, but it actually feels kind of comfortable doing it the more we kind of get talking. <laughs> so, um, we will have more. Do us a favor. This is going to be, uh, posted via Facebook and our YouTube channel right now. So if you like what you're listening to, we are going to have more of these in, in the future. Um, we'll have some more guests involved with this also, but like it on Facebook or share it on Facebook too, until we actually get a podcast, uh, uh, page shut up on I think it's through iTunes or something like that and until then though we are again Table Talk with Greenville First Assembly and thank you guys and God bless